What's up, everyone, and welcome to Good Morning on Purpose, a daily podcast that aims to evoke a sense of positivity and possibility in your day. This is my first ever attempt at podcasting and serves as a process for me personally to overcome some obstacles and difficulties that I've experienced over the last many years, months, or even days. If nothing else, I can promise a positive or motivational message, an atmosphere of honesty, and a friendly hello from someone you've likely never met. Although there are many things in life that are likely out of your control, your perspective is yours alone, and from that perspective, the choices we make and the things we think impact our daily outcomes. So with that in mind, and without further ado, from me to you, good morning. It is 724. And it is 38 degrees outside. I have a crew of friend here with me today. He wants to talk as well, so I'm sure that'll be a theme today. Yesterday, I talked a little bit about how I overcome despair. And a little bit about that is about acceptance of how things are and understanding yourself. And as I was reading around, I was thinking about how much people hate work sometimes whether it's the commute, or their boss, or the job itself, or the compensation they're receiving, or the time it takes them from other things in life that they want. Work can be pretty not great. Well, I was reading a recent article about a study that was done about the different types of workers or employees and the types of work that they enjoy. The study surveyed employees in Switzerland and asked them about their work values, work experiences, and well-being. They found that people have different needs for meaning and stability in their work, which can affect their preferences for different types of work arrangements. The four types of employees based on their needs were as follows. Meaning seekers, who have a high need for meaning and a low need for stability. These types of workers prefer autonomy, variety, and challenge, and are more likely to be self-employed or project-based. Stability seekers, who have a low need for meaning and a high need for stability. They prefer work arrangements that offer security, predictability, and continuity, like permanent employment or long-term contracts. You've got dual seekers who need both meaning and stability, so something with permanent employment but opportunities to develop and grow. And these types of workers are most satisfied when their job is both fulfilling and secure. And then you've got low seekers who don't have as much need for meaning and stability in their work. They prefer things that offer flexibility and convenience. So like temporary employment, on-demand work, maybe like different types of gig work or independent contracting. I really appreciated this lens to look at how and why people look for work and what's fulfilling and, and what needs they need filled. It's funny because you can work in an industry 20 years ago and get paid almost nothing for it, but if you stuck with it and you were really dedicated to it, now that industry might make you millions and millions of dollars. We put so much value on the dollar amount that your job pays or the amount of school that you need to go do in order to do that job, how complex it seems to be from a layperson who's not in that profession. It's just, it's a little silly. Now, right after this, I was reading an article about a scientist who kept a pet oct octopus and found and studied over time that the octopus had this high level of intelligence, high ability to solve puzzles and, and problems and things like that, which I've heard before about octopi. They're an amazing creature. They're very cool. But that it also displayed behaviors akin to conveying emotion. But it led me down this road of thinking, like, if certain animals are or can become that intelligent, what kind of workers would they be? And it got me to just imagining this workplace where it's you and your boss and your work friend and, like, in some corner or cubicle or 
at some register or computer is an octopus. And the octopus has its own job tasks that its maybe personality or intelligence or abilities make it fantastic at, and they're the best creature for the job. It got me to, in a different way, thinking about maybe if you could have your own personal octopus and train it to do certain job tasks and you just walk around with it in a tank on your back and whenever you need to do something, it just kind of crawl out of the tank. Like people have emotional support dogs or guide dogs. We could have work octopuses or octopi and they could fill in for the tasks that you're not as good at or the types of work that you, that don't fit with your personality. Now, where am I going with this? Well, I have a little bit of an obsession with AI and how we can use it right now. I think that if the best AI were developed and put in the hands of every single worker out there, we're talking low to middle level employee or independent business owner, imagine how much better we could do certain types of work. Not just because the AI can do certain things better than you can or quicker than you can, but because it can fill in for the things that are not your strengths. And maybe over time, as you learn to use this AI, because it's a tool, or at least that's how I have to think of it. Um, you know, AI is a tool to use to get things done, to make things easier. I think implemented properly, it could also be a great tool for learning if it was hooked up to, you know, the standard database of knowledge that we all agree is accurate or true to some degree. Kind of like when you go to college and hopefully you're learning something that when you get to your industry, generally the industry agrees that the things that you learned are accurate and applicable. But what I'm saying is if instead of an octopus in a tank helping us out, we all had an AI in our pocket that we all really understood how to use effectively for a bunch of different things in our day, I wonder if it would make it a little easier to be present, to have time for the things that we like, to get work done more, efic more efficiently or more effectively, and even help more people have good jobs that fit their personality or their life goals or their lifestyles. Today, this morning, I guess I'm speaking to three different people, or if you're counting this crow that wants to be in the episode. But um, the first person I'm speaking to is the, the worker or the employee or the business owner. If you haven't already, identify what kind of work you love to do. Maybe this study or this framework isn't great, but um, do like a two-minute check in and make sure that the work that you're doing isn't dragging you down. And if it is, let the second people that I'm talking to today know, your supervisors or your project manager or your client or whoever is driving the work that you're doing or even just paying you the money that you're making. If there's a way for you to work better, that should save them money or get them better outcomes. And if you're doing poor work or you are burning through more money to do the work that you're doing, it seems kind of antithetical to the point of what most work is there for. And if your boss, supervisor, manager, whatever, is trying to burn through money, um, at least they could make it a little easier on you. Like, if, if the outcome doesn't matter anyway, at least you could let your employees, like, enjoy the, the ride as you profit from or do whatever it is you're doing. And the third person I'm speaking to today is the future octopus or AI programmer or trainer or manager who's in charge of thinking about or, or th thinking about how these things should be used or even who they should be allocated to. I really think people are going to need these things in order to. Things being a little easier to us working better, to us all having more and having more, especially time, either to lean more into your work if that's what you want, or lean less into your work and pursue other things, other hobbies, second jobs, raising your children, learning a craft, 
touching grass, looking at the sky, dealing with your health. I feel like so much cool stuff has happened in science and technology over the last 10 years or so. I've been trying to pay attention. And sometimes, especially for some people, I'm sure, it doesn't necessarily feel that way. It doesn't feel like things are any better. It doesn't feel like you're making any more money. It doesn't feel like things have really changed for the better that much. Maybe they've gotten more entertaining or more convenient, but, you know, not, like, advanced. And I can confidently say I don't think that that's true. I think we just need more access to all of the amazing discoveries that are being made in science, the advancements in technology. We need access to that stuff. We need to have an awareness of what's going on, what's coming down the pipe, and how we can use it. Even though you have a normal everyday life, maybe you're not in the military or you don't have a big tech job or you're not a scientist or researcher, and there's a possibility that by leading into something brand new that's never been discovered before, you're that one person that finds a really cool utility for it and it saves a life or it makes a whole industry better. There's a lot going on. Like, I just learned about um, a new single-cell organism that's a centimeter long. It's the biggest single-cell organism ever discovered. Like, that's wild. There, there are new discoveries being made all the time, every day. And I'm personally super interested, even though I don't think that me being interested is going to lead to some amazing discovery or advancement in technology at this point in my life. One of the newest technologies that we do have access to, maybe not the cutting edge or what private companies are developing, but you do have access to AI tools at your fingertips, even if it's just for browsing around. Like, I know tons of people are on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and everything else, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and that's great. Plenty of people are using AI to make some of that content, but you can also just use it to feed your imagination, like, go down a rabbit hole, learn about some cool stuff. Use the sources that it finds for you to continue down that rabbit hole and just think about things. You can also use it to create stuff. I'm going to include an AI generated image for my uh, episode art today. I normally go out and take a picture, but today um, I just had an idea concept for what I'd like to throw on there. Maybe I'll do that moving forward. Part of my overall point today is that there's a certain type of work out there for everybody. And I don't know if we always talk about work in that way. So I hope that if you are not working in your idealized work type based on your personality and your needs, that you think about it a little bit today and find a way to incorporate that more into what you're doing. Furthermore, even if it's not AI, even if it's just your smartphone or new and emerging sciences, other technologies, new theories about health, whether it's mental health or physical health and wellness and fitness, generally, I mean, very generally, <laughs> these things come about to make things better, easier, more efficient for us as people and hopefully for the world as well. And that's, I know that's generally, like that's not necessarily generally true, but I'm being optimistic. We're, we're trying to be positive here. To me, the intersection of where technology, especially artificial intelligence is going and the type of work that fulfills you, the type of work that you can do that will be valuable to the world, either from the perspective we have now or from a perspective we haven't even come up with yet for what work should be, what work is, what's fulfilling and how you should live your life. It's all there for you, it's there for us. Take advantage of it, seize the day, and make it your own. And if nothing else, we need to push to have personal octopi that can serve as a partner to dogs as a man's best friend, can help people with disabilities, or whatever it is, because um, I think that would be really cool. Thank you for joining me today with my sort of out there topics today. I'm a little under the weather, so I apologize a little bit for my voice, but we carry on, we work hard, and we're striving every day to have a good morning on purpose. The music today was by Scott Buckley, and you can find information about the tracks that I used today in the show notes. Additionally, you can find links to the article about Heidi the Octopus and the Switzerland study about work in the show notes as well. 
And here's something to think about between now and the next episode, a quote by Albert Einstein, where he said, the important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existence. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.